Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. This has not been a good series for the quarterback receivers combination. Uh, that, that right there was another miscommunication with quarterback and, and Ruggs. And I think Ruggs ran the route longer than Derek expected with the cushion that was being played by number 25, Witherspoon, on Ruggs. Drake in the backfield. Carr Comes takes a, a snap from the gun. Pump fake, going to go deep down the middle. Got it. Ruggs grabs it. Jeff Pud, baby. Henry Ruggs goes the distance. Wow, what great awareness, much like the Ravens game for Derek. That's the first time I've heard that call. I'm obviously in the press box uh, covering the game, so I don't get to listen to uh, our good friend Lincoln Kennedy and our colleague Lincoln Kennedy, my co-host uh, Lincoln Kennedy uh, from Tuesdays, uh, Tuesday through Thursday. Uh, and, of course, Hall of Famer, uh, one of the greatest to ever do it, Brent Musburger, on the call yesterday from Heinz Field, the Raiders facing a third and ten. Nine minutes or so left in the fourth quarter. They were leading by two. Momentum was slowly kind of sliding over to Pittsburgh. It happens. Football games have an ebb and flow to them. Uh, and if you're not careful, momentum can switch sides in a hurry, and then it's hard to get back. And I felt like the Raiders, looking at that situation, as Brett Musburger uh, referred to, it was two straight incomplete passes uh, where – Carr and his wide receivers just weren't quite on the same page. It was very loud. Uh, the fans sensed an opportunity to try to get the Steelers back in the game, and it was time to respond. It was time to answer. And if you don't, you give the ball back to Big Ben and the Steelers, and who knows what's going to happen. The Raiders needed 10 yards right there at their own 31-yard line or 39-yard line, I think it was. Just needed 10, 10 yards. Go get the 10 yards. Try to get that 10 yards or at least get five or six yards, punt it, uh, pin them down. You know, they could have played a conservative right there. They could have just gone for the first down or tried to move the ball a little bit further up the field in order to create a better situation for the punt. Mm -mm. Nah, that's not the 2021 Raiders. That's not John Gruden. That's not Derek Carr. Not when you have a weapon like Henry Ruggs, who can embarrass you in a heartbeat by blowing past you on defense, the Raiders decided, forget the first down, forget going for getting, trying to get like seven yards, you know, handing it over to A.J. Cole, punting, going to play some defense, maybe pin him down. No, 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 none of that. It's time to go for it right now. It's time to put the foot on the Steelers' throat and apply a lot of pressure. It's exactly what they did. 61-yard touchdown. The lead's back up to nine points, essentially giving the Raiders control the way their defense was playing. It turned out to be more than enough cushion. Uh, the defense was able to close it out over the last nine minutes. A big field goal from, uh, from, from uh, Daniel Carlson, his fourth of the day. Uh, to kind of create a little bit more cushion uh, after after the Steelers scored. So it all worked out. And here's the thing. By the way, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador on a Monday, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. 
here's the thing. What's so, if you're a Raider fan, what's so great about that sequence? There was no hope in a prayer. Well, let's just heave it up there and see what we could do here. No, the Raiders have the personnel to get after it like that, to make it that kind of a party, to just decide, you know what? Maybe the prudent thing to do here would be, you know, get five, six yards, punt it, pin them down, let the defense, you know, try to get a stop, punt it back to us, you know, that type of deal, play the field goal position, play it conservatively, or maybe just, you know, somebody run down 11 yards past the uh, first down marker. Let's get a new set of downs, run some clock if we get the first down. All of those thoughts were um, made sense. But when you know you have the personnel, when you know you have a quarterback with the arm strength, when you know you have a defense or a wide receiver that can literally blow the top off of a defense if they get a little too fancy or get a little too cute on their defensive look, when you know that you have the necessary pieces to make something like that happen, you go for it and you make them pay. And you do it with confidence, you do it with conviction because you know there's a good chance you're going to complete this play. And here's the thing about that play. Go look. I, I, I tweeted a photo where Henry was at what point, basically, Derek Carr decided he was going to throw the ball, okay? And Henry hadn't even it – was, it was still, you know, a, a situation where it wasn't a assured thing that Henry was going to break that coverage. But Derek Carr believed he would. And what he ends up doing is throwing the ball so far. He, out, he basically outthrew his wide receiver and the defensive coverage, knowing that his wide receiver, number 11, with breathtaking speed – was going to be able to hustle and put it into another gear and go get it. Why? Because they've done that hundreds of times on the practice field by now. And Henry Ruggs is that kind of an athlete, is that kind of a wide receiver. So a lot of confidence goes into that play. A lot of conviction goes into that play. And just a whole lot of, what's the word I'm trying to look for? An understanding and a belief that they're going to be able to make that play in that situation. Because if they don't, it's a punt from their own 39. And all of a sudden, momentum has switched over to the Steelers' side, and you never know what's going to happen. That's the mark of a good team, but a team that has the necessary talent to go make that thing happen. Uh, we're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. CJ is on the, on the line. He wants to talk about the Raiders, the big win, what you've seen the last two weeks, the touchdown connection between Derek Carr uh, and Henry Ruggs. Lots to talk about after a huge win for the Steelers or for the Raiders yesterday in Steeler country on a short week with an injured lineup and roster being able to go across country and win a game, a big game to go to 2-0. What you got, CJ? Well, uh, let's go to your point. I mean, it was awesome seeing Carr having the confidence going after Ruggs when he did have that check down cross that he could have hit. I mean, I think it was Renfro cutting right in front of him who was wide open, but, you know, he had the stones to sit there and, and heave it out there and let Henry go get it. So that's good to see, which he didn't have before. He, does, he hasn't really had that confidence to throw that 50-50 ball before. Now, you know, it's good to see. You know, and the other thing is, hey, we're 2-0. 
But, hey, one game at a time, okay? One play at a time, one series at a time, one game at a time, and good things happen. No doubt about it. And, CJ, thanks for the call. You brought up a great point. He's got um, – he, he has the talent. He has the um, – the infrastructure around him and also the belief in who he's throwing it to that they're going to be able to go get it. I can't tell you how many times when I first um, took over covering the Raiders for the Las Vegas review journal, so many people would be like so many fans. He doesn't throw the ball long. He doesn't throw the ball. He never takes chances downfield. And I go like, why would you look at the wide receivers he has right now? He's Derek Carr. Isn't the kind of quarterback that just because, you know, um, Ricky in section 303 is screaming at him, just throw it long, just throw it long. And Derek Carr's like, why? Why? Why take that chance when I don't feel like the guy that's running in under it is going to make the play? That just leads to bad things. Why? To satisfy that you think I should throw long? He never lost confidence in his ability to make a long pass. Never, ever, not one time probably in his life, but most assuredly since he's been with the Raiders, has Derek Carr ever doubted he had the arm strength to be able to chuck it downfield consistently, which is what we're seeing this year, by the way? No. It's not that he had uh, uh, a lack of confidence in himself. He didn't believe that he had the wide receivers necessary to go make the play, and he didn't actually. That's the point. You can't just throw it downfield and hope your guy is able to make the play and maybe throw an interception or a ball falls uh, incomplete. You got to go punt it. There's no point in doing that. He's too smart of a quarterback to just take a chance like that if he doesn't really believe he's got the necessary talent. And that's actually the mark of a good quarterback. But you know, Raider fans wanted to to, to give him the business because he wasn't, you know, uh, taking chances downfield as if, oh, ever since the injury, Derek doesn't want to stand in there and throw the ball long. It wasn't that. It's never been that. It's an understanding that I don't have the guys around me to make that throw. And they, he didn't. Now he does. And he is. Go back to last year, even with Nelson Aguilar and a little bit of Henry Ruggs. He had wide receivers that were capable of going down the field and making plays like that. He started doing it more and more last year, not because he all of a sudden had this uh, uh, enlightenment of, oh, you know what? I could do this. Why have I been so afraid to do this these last couple of years? I should be doing this. No, he's like, you know what? Nelson Aguilar is a pretty darn good wide receiver. Henry Ruggs is a young rookie. It's going to take a, it's a little bit of a process to get him going uh, and get him engaged in everything as far as a wide receiver. But I know damn well, he can go get it. And when he was healthy, they took chances down the field with Henry Ruggs. So it wasn't some great big awakening for Derek Carr that all of a sudden he woke up one morning with the confidence and gumption to be able to throw the ball long. No, the Raiders brought in some better wide receivers and some guys that were capable of going and getting it. That's what's changed. Nothing has changed with Derek Carr in that regard, I can assure you. We're going to go out to the Raiders. Uh, uh, oh, okay, I like this. Back out to the listener line because Derek Carr's hair is on the line. What you got, Derek Carr's hair? Hey, Vinny, you, can you hear me? I got you. All right, Derek Carr's hair. I'm new, to, I'm new here because uh, he kept me so short for so long. Uh, me and Derek had a good conversation. I, I told him, I said, 
you let me grow, you'll see your game flow. And here we are. Uh, anyway, wanted to talk about the guard, specifically uh, how uh, – now I, I brain farted, but uh, – how the two guards did. I think they did all right. I mean, considering who they are and what they did. And then I think it talks a lot to Cable's coaching. Yeah. Um, uh, and thanks uh, for the call, Derek Carr's hair. Don't be a stranger. Um, listen, a uh, couple of things going on. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of, you know, the Raiders, the offensive line, it's, it's bad. It's no good, but, but hold on a second. Okay. Um, first of all, two tough, tough matchups the 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 baltimore ravens do some it's just that they're a well-coached big powerful football team always have been always will be they presented all sorts of challenges uh to that rebuilt young offensive line that oh by the way is also hurt uh and got hurt even more in the game during the game against the baltimore ravens you can't expect that the offensive line right now is going to be perfect um it's gonna be a little bit of a struggle that's just the way it's going to go, especially with Richie Incognito out, especially having to replace Denzel Good, especially with the rookie right tackle who's kind of finding his way. But the best tonic for them, the best teacher for them, the best thing for that offensive line is just to continue to play. I saw somebody, you know, on Twitter saying, "Is there any center? Are there any centers available, uh, you know, to to replace Andre James? Andre James isn't going to get replaced." The goal is, the objective is, to get him to a better place. And it's going to take time. It was always going to take time. It didn't help. Actually, it does help when you think about it. It does help that they just faced two really tough defensive lines in the Ravens and the Steelers. That's going to expedite the process. Not to say that anyone else left on their roster isn't as good uh, or aren't going to you know, pre- pre- uh, present plenty of challenges because every NFL team is going to present challenges. But the baptism by fire that is playing the Steelers and the Ravens right off the bat, back to back on a short week, that's invaluable right there for that offensive line. So it's going to be a work in progress. The goal is to, to get it to a, a better place week by week by week, play by play by play. Uh, and I think you're going to see that. It will help if Richie Incognito uh, could get healthy because I think he helps stabilize some things. But given the fact that they've got two backup uh, guards and had to go to a backup right tackle yesterday, I'm giving the offensive line a passing grade, all things considered. Um, they've won two games. They've produced plenty of yards. They got to get it together on, in the run game. It'll help when Josh Jacobs comes back. But all things considered, not a terrible job by the offensive line. There's a lot that's going against that group right now. Back out to the Ra- Raider Nation listener line. Gangster Raider is on the line. How you doing, Gangster Raider? Hey, what's happening? I'm that's good, what I'm Gangster. About. How you doing, that's man? I'm good. Now, that's what I'm talking about. When Derek Carr played like that, that's what I expect every time. You know what I'm saying? Now, that's my quarterback right there. When he play like that and don't do none of that other stuff, and he he's precise, decisive, getting the ball out of his hand quick, making shots downfield, and we won the game because of him yesterday. You know what I'm saying? And now I, I want to stop this in the Raider Nation because I'm hearing from other people like they always like conceding the division to Kansas City. We can win the division, and we will win the division this year. You know what I'm saying? Everybody acts like it's like a – realistically, we can't win the division. Like, it's automatically Kansas City. No, 
this is our year, this is our division, and we're going to win the AFC West. And if we keep playing like this, the defense complimenting Derek, Derek Carr and the offense like this, I don't see um, us winning less than 15 games. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm thinking 17, you know, but that's just the Raider fan in me. But realistically, yeah. <laughs> 15 games. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about if, if we continue to play like this and if our line can step up and if yeah, – if, did Richie practice or is he, how he looking? Is he going to practice? What's going on with Richie? Well, no, until Wednesday. Uh, they, they'll have the day off tomorrow. Uh, it's back to a normal week. Um, so we're not going to see them until Wednesday. We'll see where he is. Uh, on the uh, on the on the um, on the injured uh, list, so uh, you know when the injury report comes out. So you know they're they're okay. here's the thing: they've already mm-hmm. bought themselves some time by winning these two games without Richie Incognito and really without Josh Jacobs too, who I don't really expect to play uh, on Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. Um, so you know, being able to buy some time and get guys really healthy or as healthy as possible is invaluable. So, um, you know, they've won these two games against, again, I, I reiterate, two really physical football teams. Exactly. In the, in the, yeah, uh, to do exactly. that without, you know, without Richie, without uh, Denzel Good uh, for, the for a, you know, pretty much a game and a half, uh, and then losing Alex Leatherwood. And, and you know, I've, I've seen some stuff about Alex Leatherwood on Twitter. Guys, just relax. Yeah, he's doing just. good. I, I think they, they put trying to put too much on him too quick. And you got to remember, he's a rookie, and look who he went against his first two games. I give yeah, him a B minus at the at the worst. Right. You, you know, just just let it play out. He's a rookie. They're 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 trying to figure out ways to help him along. They're gonna you know give him a little bit more help. I felt like uh, early in in yesterday's game, they probably didn't do as much as that as they as they should have. It's just a process for Alex Leatherwood, and you can't. I've already seen bust. I'm like, are you you got to be kidding me? Like, just relax and let it play out. You're winning football games while developing your right tackle. Um, so uh, that's that, and that's and that's a good thing. And he's going to get better. And they'll figure out, you know, uh, what his strengths are and, and what he might need some help uh, in in his rookie year. But uh, just pump the brakes on Alex Leatherwood and let him get better and develop because that's what was always going to happen. The key is the Raiders are good enough that they can, even with the rookie right tackle uh, who has some developing, developing to do, they, they're still good enough to win football games and get by and figure it out. That's the great thing about it. So uh, slow down on Alex Leatherwood and really slow down on Andre James too. Um, he'll get it together. Uh, this offensive line is going to get it together. Uh, and, and it's just, it's just a process. Um, let's go out to our guy, Q Myers. Uh, Q, you got something for us? Yeah, you know, I do, man. I got a lot as I'm still here at the underground lounge inside the Oyo hotel and casino going to be all be here all the way up until uh, you know, the time for the game and even into the game. So uh, the Packers are going to take on the Lions tonight, Monday Night Football. Actually, we got some food on the way. Uh, Jeff ordered a burger. I ordered some wings. And Danny ordered, well, he ordered basically nuggets. He got boneless wings. And, I, I mean, okay. He's a grown no. man. He's a grown man getting some uh, boneless wings, but okay. You know, I'm I, sure they're fan- I'm sure they're fantastic there. No, they are. They're great, but they really kind of traditionally have them on the on the menu for kids. But Danny's taking that role of a of a of a grown child, but it's okay. We're gonna it's learn them at some point. It's all right. It's okay. It's it's hey, whatever you want. 
Uh, of course, we've had some fantastic folks stop by, uh, including the Silver and Black Panther. Took a picture with him, tweeted it out. Also had some folks stop by that are on their honeymoon. They stopped by on their honeymoon to say, Love what's to up? And hello and hi. I took a picture with them. About to tweet that out as well. So you can come on out as well and hang out with us, man. I'll be here till at least 6 o'clock, probably a little bit later than that, because you know once I get partying, I get partying. So, Jeff oh, by is, the way, I yeah. got a quick question for you. Okay. How how was McFadden's on Saturday night? Because you know your boy your boy on the on the night before a game, uh, I got to get to sleep nice and early. Um, you know, Not me. I get I get to sleep early the night before a game. I got to sleep about four a.m. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's how that's how that, good was, it was. Was that your first night in, or first time in Pittsburgh? Yes, it was my first time in Pittsburgh. It was my first I like time. Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was really cool. I don't like the way I took to get to Pittsburgh. It took me Vegas to Orlando to Pittsburgh to Chicago, back to Vegas. But, hey, you know, who's counting? So, Well, let me tell you something about that. I have baseball writer friends who, like, like, like they're married to Delta. You know, that's, that's their airline. Gotcha. And they buy, they'll do that on purpose, Q. They'll go from Chicago to Orlando or Charlotte or Atlanta back to Los Angeles, let's say, because they know that they're, they're building as many points as possible. So there's some, sh- there's some game plan going on, too. It's, 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 it's a game that you have to play sometimes. Yeah, well, that's not the game I wanted to play, brother. It is not the game I wanted to play. I, just want, I, don't, I want to cut to the chase. You know what I mean? I want to go A to B. I don't want to zigzag. But that's I'm what I did. I, I, I toured the country. It was Gulliver's Travels by way of Q. So it's <laughs> well, all good, okay. though. I hope you got some sleep because uh, uh, you obviously deserve it. And uh, we will go back to you, right? We're going to be going through yeah. back to you throughout the show. Yep. Uh, enjoy the food. Uh, look forward to uh, getting your insight a little bit later on. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Monday, the day after a big win for the Raiders over the Steelers to move to 2-0 and on the season. And did we mention... They're in first place in the AFC West. We'll talk to you on the other side. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Monday after a Raiders big win, huge win uh, in Pittsburgh over the Steelers to move to 2-0 and on the season. And without further ado, we want to welcome in one of the heroes from yesterday, Trayvon Mullen, uh, the Raiders' third-year cornerback from Clemson, is joining us in the huddle. And Trayvon, first of all, I want to say thank you very much uh, for spending some time with us in the huddle, and congratulations on the big win yesterday and the big interception. Uh, but also, I got to say this, man. Um, you know, we've—I've been covering this team now for a couple of years, and I've noticed um, the quality of people uh, that that are in that locker room and on that team, uh, from the players to the coaches, et cetera, et cetera. And I say that because of this. Today is your birthday, man, and uh, it's also your off day. And you could be doing anything right now, uh, celebrating your birthday. And by the way, happy birthday um, uh, on that. But you decided to, you know what, you're going to do this interview uh, on on Raider Nation Radio. I want to say thank you very much. You didn't have to do that, uh, but you are. And it it speaks to the kind of uh, people that this team is all about. So, So thank you and happy birthday, Trayvon. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. So um, I know that there's the 24-hour rule uh, in effect, uh, and, and rightfully so. You got to uh, turn it around really quick and get ready for a Miami Dolphin uh, team yesterday or uh, next Sunday. That's coming off a loss. 
uh, and obviously wants to get back on track. But still, um, how big was yesterday? And uh, to be able to go on the road on a short week, you guys had some injury uh, issues to deal with. You go across country, you play an early game, and you, and you get the W against a good Pittsburgh Steelers team. Uh, how big was that? It was big for us. Um, being able to come off a short week uh, and prepare the way we do. Um, all the guys buying in um, to the short amount of time that we did have uh, to prepare. Um, you know, no one complained. Um, everybody just buyed in, um, did what they supposed to do. Um, going to a place like Pittsburgh, uh, a lot of emotions. Uh, you got good players, a lot of great players, uh, great quarterback, great coaching staff. And we just embraced the journey, um, embraced the time, and we we on the mission. Uh, and, we, and we played that way. And we continue to practice like that, and I feel like we continue to 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 be how how we are with each other, and play together, and amongst one another, once another, then we'll we'll continue to have success. Trayvon, you just said something that that really perked my ears. You're on a mission, and I, and I got to say that I've sensed that going all the way back uh, to the off season. Uh, I I don't live very far from the from the facility in Henderson, uh, and I would drive by there. Um, and, and, and it was packed with cars, players in there getting work in. Obviously, OTAs was almost 100% uh, participation. You guys carried that over uh, into training camp. It just feels like uh, there's, there's a focus there um, with you guys that's undeniable. Is that what you guys are feeling in the locker room as well? Most definitely. Everybody just together. Everybody communicate with each other. Um, we, all the guys want to win. Um, everybody just doing their part and we all notice that if we all just do our part and do what we have to do, um, show up and be on time, uh, pay attention to the details and do the little things right, then everything will happen how it's supposed to. You know, no one got to overdo anything. Uh, no one got to uh, be a superhero. You know, just go out there and execute what you have to do and have that mindset and everything will just fall in place how it should be. We're talking to Trayvon Mullen, uh, the Raiders' third-year cornerback from Clemson. It's also his birthday, so uh, shout him out on Twitter uh, and wish him happy birthday. Um, Trayvon, you know what's what's so interesting about this defense, and I know it's been a work in progress since you got here uh, a few years ago. A lot of changes, a new coaching staff uh, on the defensive side of the ball, um, players like yourself getting better, some new additions coming in uh, to help the cause a little bit. Um, but specifically, I want to talk about the defensive line in front of you uh, and, and how it just seems like you guys are so in sync right now uh, and the chemistry between that group and the secondary, <laughs> yourself uh, and Casey Hayward and everybody else. Uh, if you could talk a little bit about how that those two groups are working uh, together in unison. Oh, we're most definitely working, working together. And uh, I say that because we always communicate with each other. Um, we all encouraging each other. The D-line always encourage us. Um, they always telling us they're going to get to the quarterback. They're going to get there. They're going to get pressure. So have their back. And we tell them they got – We and we always tell them we got their back. Um, you know, so it all works together, rush and cover. And um, Coach preach it a lot because it, it's the truth and, and it matters. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one segment can't be doing their job and the next segment not. You know what I'm saying? Um, we can't be off uh, – by two or three guys, we can't be off by one guy. We all got to be on one accord, and I feel like that's that's the journey. 
Trayvon, uh, when, when Gus Bradley got hired, uh, I got a text from a couple of people in the NFL because they knew that he was going to bring – there were other coaches in the NFL, and they knew he was going to bring Ron Milas with him. And, I mean, everybody that I talked to were like, this guy is fantastic. He's a stud. He's going to get those guys uh, on the same page, and he's going to get those guys headed in the right direction. I watch Ron Milas in practice, especially going to training camp, uh, and he just has a presence about him, uh, kind of like a, almost like a high school principal that's running around making sure everybody's doing their thing and not letting anybody slip up or anything like that. Um, but also a guy that's going to put his arm around your shoulder and, and be a good dude to you as well. Um, if you could talk about what Ron Miles has meant uh, to the secondary. Coach Miles meant a lot to us in the secondary. Um, he's on us. Um, he's on us hard. Uh, he cares the way he coaches, the way he helps us prepare the information and just the details with him. Um, coach is all about the details and just doing the little things right, you know, uh, doing the, the little things because once you do those things, everything else will fall in place. You know, um, the right drops and the right landmarks and getting to where you need to be, um, the communication, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and he preaches it in practice all the time. He harp, he harps on it all the time. Deal for us because it shows how much he cares for us. Um, the technique, he don't let us slip, slip. And if we do, um, he's on us hard. I mean, he just... And it seems like you guys respond well to that uh, as well. And I'm watching this defense and um, how fast you guys are playing, the level of confidence you guys are playing with, um, running around making plays. But I got to imagine all of that, the confidence, you know, uh, understanding the, 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 the scheme, the belief that you guys have in yourself. I got to imagine you guys are having a lot of fun as well. That kind of leads to a lot of fun when you're out there making plays, I'd imagine. Yeah, most definitely. We, we always having fun. We're having fun at practice. Uh, we're having fun in the games, on the sideline. It's just always fun. And he always us how much he loves it. And we know he loves it just the way he approaches every day. Um, in the meetings, we have our joke around times. Uh, but we have times where we always we, we got to be on point. We got to be serious. And um, we got to make sure things right. And he, he preaches how he things should just look a certain way, you know. And God's flying to the ball, um, the execution. And those things like that, and I think that's what that's what's going to separate us in the end. We're talking to Trayvon Mullen. He was one of the heroes uh, of the day yesterday, and really of the first two games of the season. Uh, this defense is legit, and they've showed it uh, against the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday uh, in Pittsburgh. Trayvon, when you're over on the sidelines, it's third and ten for the offense. About nine minutes left in the game. The Steelers had cut it the lead to two. Um, I'm sure you guys are, are thinking it's, it might be time to go back on the field here in a play or two as a defensive unit. Uh, but all of a sudden, Derek Carr and Henry Ruggs decide, no, 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 that's not going to happen. We're going to pretty much put our foot on, our, on, the, on the Steelers' throats right here. They complete a 61-yard touchdown pass to, to change the direction and the moment, uh, momentum of that game. Uh, what was the reaction on the sidelines when you guys are watching that ball in the air and Henry Ruggs uh, go run it down? The we was all excited. Uh, we was um, we, we have so much uh, belief and, and trust in Derek and, and those guys on the offense, Henry, um, Derek, uh, Waller, Renfro, um, the O-line, all those guys. We have so much appreciation for those guys and just everyone because we all just buy it in, like I say. But that moment right there was just different because we've seen it before. You know what I'm saying? Last year when we played against the Jets, um, it happened like that before, and then, you know, and Derry just never give up. Henry just never gave up. We all just continue to play and exhaust the moment, and 
exhaust those opportunities because those are the times where you got to be at your best. Those are the times where where you can't lack or you can't you can't give a, a opportunity to the to the other team. And you got to exhaust those moments, and that's what those guys do, and those that's what those guys prepare for during the week. We see it all the time, and how how they practice with a sense of urgency. So we were just so excited um, because we knew uh, something was going to happen, something good was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And then you guys went out and did your uh, uh, job as well on the defense. That's that's the great thing about this team. It's just one side complements the other, and then special teams as well. Daniel Carlson, AJ Cole, uh, doing his thing. It's just a complete team now, uh, and it's 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 fun to watch this thing uh, developing um, and 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 coming together uh, right before our eyes. Uh, Trayvon, thanks so much. Happy birthday, brother. Go enjoy it. Uh, have some fun, um, and we'll talk to you down the road. But I really appreciate you spending some time with us in the huddle, brother. No, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, man. That's Trayvon Mullen. One of the heroes again uh, of yesterday's win, and and Trayvon Mullen, you know, besides the interception uh, yesterday, you probably haven't heard his name much. That's a good thing when it comes to cornerbacks. Uh, Trayvon Mullen is doing a really good job being a dependable, and as Gus Bradley has talked about so many times, uh, and Ron Miles, just a consistently good football player and that's what you need to have a consistently good football team uh, and as he mentioned uh, the chemistry between that defensive line the secondary the linebackers doing their job what about Denzel Perryman uh, leading the team in tackles just being Johnny on the spot uh, all over the place uh, Corey Littleton had another solid game yesterday too so it's all coming together for that defense and kind of already know what that offense is capable of and as we saw yesterday with the long hookup with Derek Carr and Henry Ruggs, when they want to go for the jugular, when they want to go for the throat, they're able to do that uh, as well. You're in the huddle with Vinnie Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Monday. Our thanks again to Trayvon Mullen. No one gets you closer to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Right back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider 27 is on the line. How you doing, Raider 27? What a great win yesterday, Vinny. I tell you, I think you could make the case that last year we might be sitting at 0-2 right now instead of 2-0 because our defense is just playing so much better. We all had a special feeling about this team last year or this preseason, and I didn't expect our defense to be this good this soon. Also, I want to give a... A shout-out to player development. You look at poor old Brandon Parker, man, all the crap he took for the years, and the Raiders stuck with him, and now this guy can step in and play and play well. I mean, came in the game. You never knew Brandon Parker was in the game unless, you, well, it's hard to miss Big 75. But, but, I mean, all phases of the game, everybody's paying attention to details. It's obvious. Our secondary – was amazing yesterday. I don't think I don't remember ever seeing a Raider. Well, not ever, but in the last five ten years, I haven't seen a Raider secondary play as well. Um, I think I just read that our uh, pass our pass rush is eighty seven point seven on PFF, which is the highest in the league. It's been a while for that. Um, you know, the best thing though is at the end of the game. We ran the ball down the Pittsburgh Steelers' throat. And I think one of the things that they started running power at the end of the game. Uh, I think we were having a lot of trouble with our zone run game, and they just went to power, and all of a sudden uh, we started getting some big runs and 
laying the ball down the Steelers' throat. You know, that's what they like to do. It really made me feel good to see them do that. Yeah, I agree, Raider 27. Uh, and a lot of credit, to, really, honestly, um, to, to John Gruden. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I'm not a fan of the Raiders. When I was a kid, I hated the Raiders, you know, as a young kid, um, you know, because I had my team, you know. So so uh, it was the Minnesota Vikings, full disclosure, uh, back in the day. Um, so it's not like I'm not a fan. I don't look at things as a fan uh, would. It's it's you, you move past all that when you're covering a team or covering a sport. Um, you just can't. It's, it's just it's just too time consuming covering your team. And so I don't look at the Raiders from a fan's perspective. I look at the Raiders from a reporter's perspective, from an analyst's perspective, somebody that's going to be commenting on the Raiders on the radio, in, in print, uh, online, all of that. Um, and I, I have to say this about John Gruden, and I've said this a few times now. When I was covering the Rams, twice we went up to the Bay Area to deal with the Raiders. Once was to start the season, John Gruden's first game as his head coach in 2018. That was the Monday night game to start the 28th season. The Rams that year ended up going to the Super Bowl. That was the first time got a chance to really look at the Raiders under John Gruden. And I can tell you, not just from myself, but from Rams people, they were like, yeah, he's got work to do ahead of him. He has inherited a mess flat out and he did it's not it went beyond the talent on the team the salary cap uh some of the decisions that had been made some of the really bad drafts uh that had occurred yes they it was top heavy on a couple of players but but go look at some of those drafts it was pretty bad all right then the next year to start the 2019 season go up to to the to uh, training camp um in in napa valley rams against the raiders i got a chance to watch the raiders in practice Two straight days against the Rams coming off the Rams Super Bowl. You can see some talent improvement. You know, that, that 2019 group was there, the rookie class and, and, and the rookie free agent class, uh, which, you know, A.J. Cole, Alec Ingold, Andre James was there. Um, but it was young. You could see some talent there. But across the board, it was, wow, this is, this is going to take a while for, for this thing to get you know, uh, back on track in the right way. Well, you fast forward a couple of years uh, to 2021, and I don't think if you're a football fan, if you understand football, there's no way you can look at this roster right now on both sides of the ball, and I'll go to the kicker, the punter, the special teams, the whole nine yards, and not say, you know what? It's a pretty damn good-looking football team right here. Um, and, and so I've noticed that change. I saw it when it was really bad, and – not just myself, but like Rams people that you deal with. They're like, ooh, oh boy. You know what? Those same people, and I told, I said this a month or so ago, uh, coming off those practices in, in, in Thousand Oaks, those same people who were like, wow, this is going to take a little while, were singing a completely different tune after themselves watching the Raiders practice against the Rams those two days in Thousand Oaks. It was, this team looks better. That defense looks like they're playing with confidence and understanding of what they're supposed to be doing. This is getting closer. That's from their perspective. Those guys build their own teams and have done a pretty damn good job of doing that, by the way. They know what it looks like far more than I do. And even I can see, comparing it to what I saw in Los Angeles and the various points that I saw the Raiders since then, 
or, or during that process, it's just a better football team, period, explanation point. And I say all that to say this, John Gruden deserves some credit. And if this thing ever gets you know turned around in a, in a major way, I think it's going to force a lot of people to retroactively go back and really take a look at what he inherited from top to bottom. There was dysfunction. There were holes all over the roster. Uh, there were salary cap issues. There were players who probably didn't really want to be here. There were a lot of issues that John Gruden took over. And I know the focus has always been on the 10-year contract. We're so consumed with money and salary. And, oh, my gosh, they to get him out of the TV booth, they decided to give him a 10-year, just throw all this money at John Gruden and a big, splashy move. It was never about that specifically. It was Mark Davis, the owner, and the leadership uh, in that building saying, look, we've been getting it wrong for the last 20 years. It's not working what we've been doing. Stop and start. Hire a new coach. Hire a new general manager. Get rid of that guy. Bring in this guy. Retool. New vision. New schemes. New players. Blah, 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 blah. Trying to go for the quick fix. Uh, Trading for Carson Palmer. That was not a smart move um, uh, at the time. It was a lot of just, just not great leadership and no stability. And Mark Davis said, look, man, I think that you're the guy that can get this thing turned around. And to show you that, and to show you that this is not some kind of a quick fix, to show you that there's, um, you're going to have the security and the time to get this thing right, going to give you the necessary security, both monetarily and in time duration. And we're counting on you now to take it from there. It might take a little extra time, but we get that. We understand that. In fact, we're kind of encouraging it a little bit. Don't go for the quick fix. Don't go for the splash move here. Take your time and get it right. And I think people are going to understand if this thing, if, if they're forced to go back and relook at things and understand what John Gruden inherited and where he's taken it, and a little bit more credit is going to go his way. I truly, truly believe that. We're going to go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Tim is on the line. How you doing, Tim? Yep. I said, I said, Vinny, tell us how you really feel how you felt about the Raiders, man. Hey. Wow. Wow. Back in, tw- kidding back in 2018? <laughs> No, when you said you said I used to hate Raiders. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, definitely. <laughs> I was I'm a fan. Kidding, I was a kid. <laughs> you know, they. And, it's all uh, good. It, yeah. So you know how it is. It's. I know. I'm just. I'm just joshing you, man. <laughs> no, but you know what? You know what's not uh, talked about enough. I don't care how good you are, Vinny. I've, as a Raider, and I've seen it time and time again when we inherit good players, they just don't pan out. Is what Gus Bradley has done to this defense. I mean. This is a total 180 to me. I, I know it's only week two, but against these two offenses that, you know, weeks past would at least put up 30 each on us. And it's, it's just amazing. And you know what's really smart that's not talked about? Going after players who understand the scheme. We went after Denzel Perryman, K.J. Wright. Uh, he played with uh, Ngakwe. I mean, he knows these guys. We used to just grab whatever was out there and try to make them fit, force fit. It never worked. I've been a Raiders fan a long time. I've seen it happen so many times. And that's just, 
that's just awesome planning and thinking, and it has paid off. They plugged and played these guys. And let's talk about Casey Hayward. Oh, my God, this guy's 32 years old. He is playing lights out. Again, I know it's only two weeks, but I have the right as a fan to be excited. Absolutely. His dad, he's like the number one. He's the number one like corner at this point right now. I mean, I'm not saying he is, but, but his play, his stats, has him there right now. Number one corner. He is shut down right now. I'm not expecting that consistently, but to even be around that range is amazing. And just want to quickly talk about Derek Carr. We always compare Derek Carr to his past years. Why do we do that? Who Players cares? Just get better, Vinny. Players yeah. get better. I mean, exactly. I mean, I watched Derek Carr's career, and I could just tell you the things that changed. Derek Carr's arm is stronger than ever, and your arm can get stronger as you play. I, I believe that because the way he floated that to rugs, that has to be the most air yards he's ever had in the past. Uh, you have to look that up. He his arm, he his arm has gotten better. Because in the past, he would throw those deep balls and receivers would have to slow down to get it. These last couple years, he's able to air it out now, man. I'm telling you, I watched him. And then the dead plays, he used to throw them away. He doesn't do that anymore. He extends play. He even admitted that in, a, in an interview. Carr just gotten better. Was Carr lacking in a lot of areas in the past? Sure, sure. But why are we talking about the past? This is new card. Some players take time. Hey, maybe your eight was the magic number. Again, he has a defense. He has a talent. I can agree with all that. To the people giving Leatherwood a hard time, Colton, Colton Miller took a while. Give him some time. Okay, we had to spend that money into the defense. It's paying off. I'm excited. Again, I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic. You still got the other half of the season. We saw what happened in the last two years. But, man, watching that defense is fun. I get excited. I'm like, oh, defense is on the field. Let's do it. Uh, that's all I got, Vinny. I'm excited. All right, brother. Thank, uh, thank you, Tim. Uh, don't be a stranger. Always enjoy uh, hearing your voice. Um, and, and, yeah, th- this whole team is playing with confidence, and there's a reason for that. They believe defensively. First of all, you've got some really good players out on the field right now, uh, without question, uh, guys that know what they're doing, know how to do it uh, and understand it and are confident about it. You also have some young players that are turning corners. Max Crosby has turned a corner. I know I criticized him coming off last year. He didn't have a good year last year. There were some extenuating circumstances. I didn't realize that he was dealing with the injuries that he was dealing with. It's always a lesson to me to always understand before you go out and just flat out bury a guy, which I didn't. I criticized him, but that's, you know, uh, uh, you know, but it's a, it's a lesson that you don't always know what's really going on. So be careful when you're just crushing somebody arbitrarily because you, you might look a little bit silly after all the everything comes out. But the point is he's healthy. Um, he's in tremendous shape. We saw that in OTAs. We saw that in training camp without question. He's a better player this year. Unique Ngakwe has brought something to the table. Solomon Thomas getting two sacks from the interior. A great addition. Um, so you can go on and on. But also, the coaching on the defensive side of the ball is better. And it's starting to get comparable to, if not already is, what's going on on offense uh, because John Gruden is a heck of a football coach too. And don't ever think that he isn't, he knows what he's doing and he's got that offense humming right now. Uh, even in spite of some issues along the offensive line uh, that, you know, the, the Raiders are hopeful that they're going to be able to get rectified. We're going to go out to Q. Is he with us right now? We are not going to go out to Q, but we'll be checking in with him. Uh, he's having some fun uh, right now. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonson here on Link and, not Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, Lincoln's back tomorrow. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by, by Tequila and Bajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM.